0: Hey guys, this is the Carson Clement Talk Show, episode number 41. And this is, I'm going to be analyzing another NFL quarterback today. And the NFL quarterback I'll be analyzing today is Baker Mayfield, the quarterback of the Browns. And I'll be talking about why and analyzing why I think Baker Mayfield is a talented quarterback and is a good quarterback. And I'm going to be also talking about. What he's capable of and his abilities to do well with his arm talent and his mobility as a quarterback, and also how the browns weren't were a mis- not not a mistake they they fell apart and uh, had a total of a six and ten record and third in the um AFC north how they fell apart and they were so hyped up i 'm going to be talking about that too and i'm going to be also analyzing aside from uh, Baker mayfield himself that i'm going to be analyzing i'm also going to be talking about um my expectations for them in the upcoming 2020 season with the new coach in Kevin Stefanski and the, how the good decision was to give away Freddie Kitchens and get Kevin Stefanski, who was the offensive coordinator prior to this season for the Vikings, and the addition of Austin Hooper to go along with his really good receiving core with Odo Beckham, Jarvis Landry, Rashard Higgins. He does have Dave, David Njoku, who's injury-prone, but he's coming back off his injury, and he has Austin Hooper. And he has a good running game with Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. But before I wanted to start this and this analysis on Baker Mayfield, I just wanted to say that earlier today the NFL cut this preseason games down from four to two due to the coronavirus. Just wanted to point that out. And now let's get into it. why I think I'm gonna be analyzing why I think Baker Mayfield is a talented quarterback and a good quarterback. Going into last season, the Browns were hyped up and supposed to be really good as an offense. Because they had such a good team on paper, with Baker himself, who had a very good rookie year in 2018 when he came in for Tyrod Taylor. And his receivers are Odell Beckham, who they acquired last year, Jarvis Landry, and Rashard Higgins, and tight end Damon Njoku at tight end. I'm previewing this going into this this previous season last year. But Njoku got injured and missed 11 total games. And they had Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt as their running backs. They had a very good running back core, And they had a bad offensive line that was good for a little bit to start the 2019 season, but just folded, just completely fell apart as the season went on. But the offensive line w- was good in 2018. And it fell apart in 2019. And they were supposed to be a big threat on the offensive side of the ball. And Baker was in for a big year. But that was not the case, guys. Instead, their offense completely struggled heavily. And their offensive line took a big drop-off from 2018 to last year in 2019. But Joel Batonio played well and J.C. Tredder played well. Those two were the only good linemen for the Browns last year who played well. But the, the offensive line was also dealing with major injuries. And Baker in 2019 was also was inconsistent due to pressure and he always had to escape the pocket, use his mobility, and Odo Beckham, Even though he had over 1,000 receiving yards, and was second second leading receiver for them, besides Jarvis Landry, Landry led them in receiving last year, Beckham still wasn't the Odell Beckham we all know him to be, as he was very inconsistent, and he dropped some passes that he easily could have caught. So Landry played really well, though, and he led the Browns in receiving yards last year with 1,174, and he led them in receptions and touchdowns as well. But when they lost Njoku at tight end, they needed to rely basically on Beckham and Landry in the passing game, but Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt did solid last year to help Baker in the passing game, and were also targets. And they did have Ricky Seals Jones step in and Demetrius Harris, and they didn't. They did have a solid running game last year. With Nick Chubb, and they still do. Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, as Chubb finished second in the league in rushing, only behind Derrick Henry. Now let's get into why I think Baker Mayfield is a talented quarterback and a good one. And I'm going to be analyzing what he does well and what he's. Good at and capable of doing as a quarterback and I'm going to be talking about what he needs to improve on So let's start with what he's good at and what I think he does. Well Baker has a very good arm And he has very good arm strength. He's very he has very good Arm talent overall now. He showed this a lot more in 2018 in his rookie year Which is his ability to read defense as well and then proceed to go through his reads And he was just a better decision maker in his rookie year than he was last year in 2019. And he did all of that better, I thought, than he did in the second year in 2019. He did all that better in his rookie year in 2018, I thought, than he did in the second year in 2019. And that may very, very well be true because he had a better offensive line in 2018 to give him more time in the pocket and protection. Now, what he did well in 2019 as a passer, with his very good arm and very good arm strength and his very... Good arm talent overall. And it's not like his O line didn't, his offensive line didn't block well and give him time in the pocket and protection at all last season. They did. And one example is against the Titans in week one last year, Baker started off red hot. And his offensive line was giving him great protection that game. And uh, the offensive line was giving him enough time in the pocket and protection to make good throws and reads. And that's what he did. Now, the Browns were in the Titans' territory at the 42 yard line. And it was first and ten. And it was a three-receiver set with Jarvis Landry and Rashard Higgins bunched up on the right side. And Beckham was split out wide on the left side. And tight end Njoku was lined up in a tight split from the left tackle. And it was a single setback formation with Nick Chubb in the backfield. And the ball was snapped. And both the tight end Njoku and running back Chubb, who were in at the time, picked up in the pass block along to help the offensive line protect Baker. And Baker who originally had pressure in his face, he eventually escaped the pressure and he had all day in the pocket. And what, I, what he did well is he went through his reads really well and he finally found Beckham open on the curl route. And Baker threw a very good ball here. He led Beckham perfectly in stride so Beckham could make a move after the catch and hit Malcolm Butler with the move to create more space to get more additional yards. And Baker displayed his ability and awareness to escape the pocket and escape the little pressure there was in his face, and he went through his reads well, and he made a good decision on where to go with the ball as he hit Beckham on a curl route. And he led Beckham perfectly and right in stride so that Beckham could make a move after the catch to gain more yards after the catch and gain additional yards. And guys, another example that I wanted to point out that proves and shows his Baker's talented arm and his ability to process the defense and go through his reads and his ability to know where to go with the ball is one play from last year against the Jets in week two, the following week of the example against the Titans I just mentioned, was Baker was in a shotgun formation and it was an empty formation with four total receivers, zero running backs, and with Beckham and Landry with two receivers bunched up on the right, on the right side, and Damian Ratley and running back De'Ernest Johnson were bunched up on the left. And tight end Ninjoku was in a tight split from the left tackle again. And it was third down and three. And the ball was snapped. And right away, Baker had great protection again. Something the Browns didn't see a lot of this year was great protection. All He had all day in the pocket. And it was great protection by the offensive line. And Baker went through his reads really well. And one thing I like is he extended the play as he hit. And then he proceeded close. And they proceeded kept extending the play looking for his reads and then he hit running back the johnson on a double move it was an out and up and baker threw a beautiful strike to johnson who had a mismatch with the jets linebacker neville hewitt matched up on John- on him and baker realized beckham wasn't open which was his first read and then he looked at jarvis landry he wasn't open which was his second read and then he looked at damian ratley who wasn't open on the squirrel route, which was his third read. And then he looked for Ninjoku, who wasn't open on the curl, which was his fourth read. And then his eyes went right to Dearness Johnson, the running back. And he knew Johnson already burnt Hewitt and had the mismatch. It was a linebacker and a running back. That's a mismatch. And he had a good three steps on him. And and Baker threw in a a complete dime. He threw a strike to Johnson, even though it was a little bit underthrown. But Johnson adjusted and worked uh, well and worked back and got it. And it was for a total of 27 yards on the game. And now I wanted to analyze and talk about how good and accurate Baker's deep ball is. So from one play last year against the Patriots, where they got completely embarrassed, it was a three in the game, totally got embarrassed. It was a three receiver set with Landry and Antonio Callaway bunched up on the left that the Browns were in. And Beckham was split out wide on the right. And Baker was in a shotgun with running back Dontrell Hilliard next, uh, next to him on the right. And the ball is snapped, and he had good protection again. And he had enough time in the pocket to do a, three, a total three-step drop and step into his throw, And he found Beckham, who had a step on Gilmore on the corner route. And Baker th- threaded the needle perfectly in a tight window where most QBs in the league have trouble with. Baker threw this ball perfectly in between Gilmore and Harmon as he threaded the needle right to Beckham. And it was a tough window to fit the ball into. do. And Baker on this play showed his ability to have patience in the pocket. And he kept extending the play. And he found Beckham, who had a step on Gilmore, on the corner route. And he fit the ball right in a tight window, man, between Gilmore and Harmon. This, during that play, he was showing his patience and awareness and his deep ball accuracy. And now I want to talk about Baker's mobility and how he's good at... Escaping the pocket when there's pressure and moving in and out of the pocket and being able to extend plays with his legs and using his mobility. Baker is a mobile quarterback, guys, and you most of the people don't understand how good Baker is with his mobility and his legs and being able to elude defenders and get away from pressure and move in and out of the pocket and maneuver in and out of the pocket. And one example is one play from last year against the Seahawks. It was an empty backfield with five receivers, with a five receiver set, with Beckham and Landry bunched up on the right, and Richard Higgins and Antonio Callley bunched up on the left, and running back, Nick Chubb spread out wide on the left. And the ball snapped. And originally, there was pressure. But Mayfield being a mobile quarter, the mobile quarterback that he is, he maneuvered and used his mobility to escape the pocket. And and as he found, and there was an opening in the middle of the field, like the seas parted as the offensive line continued to block. And Baker realized he had room and space to run and get the touchdown. And that's exactly what he did. He took off 10 yards for a touchdown. This play showed me his ability to be mobile and maneuver as a quarterback in and out of the pocket, and his ability to escape pressure and to take what the defense gives him. As he saw as he saw an opening and he took it. And he ran in for a ten yard touchdown. And now I wanted to talk about. So that was me analysing Baker. That was the part that was analyzing Baker. Now I wanted to talk about how why they struggled. So though I didn't and what their struggles were. So to start off, the O line struggled with heavily. They gave, they gave uh, Baker protection sometimes, but they did struggle a lot uh, last year. And that was heavily due to the injuries on their offensive line. As Baker was inconsistent with his, with his throws, he was not as consistent as I know he can be. He has a really strong arm and he has a really good arm and really good arm talent overall. I know he can make almost every throw. Dude, he has Odell Beckham and Jarvis Landry. He has a receiving core that most QBs in the league dream for. And he has David Njoku, and he just acquired Austin Hooper. David Njoku was injured, so that was one less target for Baker Mayfield. But Ricky Seals-Jones did step up a little bit, and Demetrius Harris did step up too. But what I wanted to point out is Baker was inconsistent. I'm not going to put all the blame for their struggles of going 6-10 and 10 and being third in division with one of the best offenses on paper, rated on paper. I'm not going to put all the blame on everyone else, on everything else but Baker. I'm putting some of the blame on Baker, but I'm also pointing, uh, pointing out the fact that the offensive line was struggling heavily. And giving Baker protection, but due to injuries on the offensive line. Also, Odo Beckham was very inconsistent, and he was not the Odo Beckham that we all know him to be. He was inconsistent. He didn't make yes, he had some very explosive plays, some good one handed catches like he usually does this year. He had over a thousand receiving yards. He was a beast. But what I'm trying to point out he was inconsistent. He usually Odo Beckham that the Odo Beckham we know catches almost nearly everything. I mean, if the ball's in the vicinity of his hands, he's catching it. But this year, he just looked not really that polished like he was. He looked inconsistent, and he had problems with dropping the ball also. And Freddie Kitchens was not calling very good play calls, I think. Especially earlier in this past season, 2019, when he called a play for Baker to uh, in, the, in the shotgun and for Baker to do a play action at the one-yard line. Baker was deep in the end zone. There was an all-out blitz. There was a pressure in Baker's face. He maneuvered. He escaped the pressure. But there was just nowhere to go. Nowhere to go with the ball. Complete clamps. The defense completely locked up. Completely locked up. Uh, Odell Beckham, Jarvis Landry, David Njoku, Damian Ratley Antonio Callaway but Antonio Calloway is a free agent there was nowhere to go with the ball the the, the running backs Nick Chubb had to pick up in the pass in uh, the pass block so I'm sure one of the tight ends picked up in the pass block to help the offensive line give protection for Bay, uh, Mayfield but there was just dead dead end there was nowhere to go with the ball and there was pressure already in his face and it's almost I mean and and then he got sacked for his safety. So that was just a dumb call, and, and Freddie Kitchens is not a good play caller. And I really think he, he was part of, the, uh, of them being derailed as, as their struggles last year. And I'm happy they got rid of Fre- uh, Freddie Kitchens, and I'm happy that they did replace Freddie Kitchens with the former Vikings offensive coordinator in Kevin Stefanski. I hope you guys realize that Kevin Stefanski was one of the main reasons why Kirk Cousins had one of the best statistical, not only statistical, but one of the best years of his career last year with the Vikings as they made it to the Divisional Round of the Playoffs. Kirk Cousins had such a good year because Kevin Stefanski was calling his plays. Kevin Stefanski is such a good play caller. Kevin Stefanski can do... Oh, Kevin! Oh, jeez! Yeah, you're gonna feed the ball to Dalvin Cook if you're Kirk Cousins. Yeah, he gave the ball to Dalvin Cook a lot, but he had receivers and Stephon Diggs and and um, Thielen. But Diggs is now in the Bills. But what Stefanski did last year is he knows Kirk, Kirk Cousins' tendencies and he calls plays. Um, to well, he calls plays that benefit Kirk Cousins' abilities and what he can do as a quarterback. Kirk Cousins is very solid in the play action. He knows he has good processes, reads defenses really well. He knows where to go with the ball. He re- makes uh, good reads and he has good decision making. Kevin Stefanski is gonna. What he, Kevin Stefanski is a great play caller overall, and what he brings to the Browns is a big step up from Freddie Kitchens. I can tell you that. Kevin Stefanski is a really good play caller, and he's their head, Browns head coach now. And I think he's really going to help develop uh, Baker as he's still young. He's only going into his, what, third year this year in 2020. He's really going to help develop Baker, and he's going to help call plays around what Baker can do well as a quarterback. Baker has a very good arm, and he has very good deep ball, and he has good receivers, really good receivers, and Odell Beckham and um, Jarvis Landry. And he has really good, also, other Uh, receiving options as a tight ends with David Njoku coming back off that injury and Austin Hooper. Kevin Stefanski is going to help Baker so much this year. He's there's, there's going to be no more shotgun formations at the one yard line. He's going to feed the ball to Nick Chubb. He's going to get the running game going, which is going to open up the passing lanes and he has deep, Deep threats. And he has home run hitters in Odell Beckham and Jarvis Landry. And he has good zone zone, uh, threats too. With David and good tight end threats in the receiving game also. Besides from Beckham and Landry with tight ends David Njoku and Austin Hooper. Austin Hooper is one of the best tight ends in the league. And getting him is a great addition. Especially since David Njoku is injury prone. But Austin Hooper would start anyway. But they have really good targets. So yeah, they're going to feed... Nick Chubbed the ball, and Kareem humped the ball a lot in the running game, which is going to open up the passing lanes. And I really think Baker really benefits from being in a shotgun, but the in the shotgun with uh, play action. Be- Baker benefits from play action. He fools the defense. He fakes a handoff to say Chubb or maybe Dontre Hilliard or Kareem Hunt or Dearness Johnson, and... He has all day. Yes, there's longer developing routes, and there's going to be more time for the receivers to get open because they're running deeper routes when you have Odo Beckham and Jarvis Landry. But Baker, boy, oh boy, Baker showed some signs last year when his O-line gave him time in the pocket. He prevailed, and he waited for his receivers to get open, read the defense well, Went through his reads really well and made great decision-making. That's key for Baker, decision-making. He wasn't all that consistent in decision-making last year. He was inconsistent. But what Baker does really well is he knows how to read defense as well, and he goes through his reads, and he makes good decisions overall. And I went through that when I analyzed um, Baker earlier. And I really think Kevin Stefanski is a big upgrade from Freddie Kitchens. He's going to help them better, call better plays for them. He's going to help them feed the ball to Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, which is going to open up passing lanes. And he has great receivers. Baker can throw the deep ball uh, almost at the top level of quarterbacks that, that in the league. Baker has, not saying the best, I'm saying he's up there in terms of accuracy. We don't. I didn't always point out the accuracy factor in my analysis today of Baker. But Baker, uh, let alone, aside from being his arm talent, his really strong arm, and his, uh, he goes through his reads really well. He has good decision-making. He makes good reads. He knows where to go with the ball. He has great escapability, moves with his legs, and that's a good factor to have as a quarterback. You want to be a dual threat. You want to be mobile, and you want to be a great threat throwing the ball. And you know what that reminds me of? Lamar Jackson, Russell Wilson, Kyler Murray. These guys are very, they have mastered being the dual threat position quarterback in terms of where you have a very talented arm and you can throw that 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 ball 50 yards down the field. And very accurate now he is, and I, I really see Kyler Murray and Baker Mayfield in in terms of a kind of uh similar situation, you know, in terms of receivers. They have very good receivers, two of the best receiving cores in the NFL. Kyler has DeAndre Hopkins that he acquired for David Johnson and first and second round pick in the previous, this most recent draft, 2020 draft. But, yeah, Kyler has deep threats all day. He has DeAndre Hopkins, Larry Fitzgerald, Christian Kirk, and that reminds me. Browns. Mayfield also has really good receivers, Odell Beckham and Jarvis Landry, and he has really good tight ends, David Njoku and Austin Hooper. But Baker Mayfield doesn't have the touch that Kyler and you say Wilson has. But he has a very good deep ball. He has a strong enough arm to propel and throw that ball really far. He has a really good arm, good arm strength, good um velocity puts on the ball, good zip does underthrow here and there. He was inconsistent last year, but from what I saw on the film what I watched live last year when I watched Browns games and when I watched Baker play is I saw him hit very, strike the ball, thread the needle to longer developing routes. He had time in the pocket sometimes. You can't account for the Browns not having any time in the pocket last year. He did have some time in the pocket. Now, when he did have time in the pocket... He stepped up, and he eluded the defense. And when, he, there, was, when there was pressure, he, he, with his mobility, maneuvered in and out of the pocket, eluded defenders, all of that, and got away from pressure. And he stepped up and made big plays. From what I saw last year, he threaded the needle to Odell Beckham, Jarvis Landry, multiple different times. Even Ricky Seals-Jones got in. He spreads the ball out to different receivers. Antonio Callaway got the ball. Damian Ratley got the ball. Um, Jarvis Landry, Odo Beckham, David Njoku. Well, Callaway Callaway's a free agent, but yeah, I'm just saying. And Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt are also going to help in the passing game because they're good, solid receiving backs, and they help Baker. Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt were, I think, both were top. Nick Chubb was top five in receiving for the Browns last year, aside from being a leading rusher. I think he had 38 receptions last year, didn't it, Chubb? And Kareem Hunt, who didn't play all that much last year, had 37 receptions and was in the top seven or eight in receiving for the Browns. Well, that's pretty impressive. So yeah, overall, I think they're with Kevin Stefanski. They have a really good offense on paper. They have a really good quarter. They have a good quarterback in Baker Mayfield, who's still young, still has a lot to learn. But what I, from what I analyzed, told you guys, he has a very good and talented arm with his arm, act with. His, Good arm overall. Good arm talent. He's good accuracy. He has good velocity and zip that he puts on the ball. He has good deep ball accuracy. He has um. He reads his def- reads defense as well. When he has time in the pocket, he steps up. This is three step drop, and then he steps up. And he's very patient. He's very aware of where his receiver are his receivers are on the field. And they have a good running game. And he's very mobile. He can escape the pocket, and get away from pressure. And extend plays with his legs, and they're very—they have a very good running game with Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, and they have really good receivers and targets for Mayfield in Odell Beckham, Jarvis Landry, um, Rashard Higgins, and and the tight ends David Njoku and Austin Hooper. So yeah, overall, I think they're gonna improve. Baker's gonna have a bounce-back year this year, I think. Receivers are going to play really well. Beckham, Landry, uh, Rashard Higgins is going to play solid. I I do think um, um, tight ends are going to play really well because they have a stacked tight end core, one of the best in the league uh, on paper right now with David Njoku and Austin Howard. And I do think... That the offense in general will improve. It's just a matter of the offensive line, and they struggled last year. But if they give Mayfield some, at least some time in the pocket like they did early last year before it all fell apart so, and all started to fold and break. If, if he gets time in the pocket, Mayfield is going to be a really good quarterback in this league and dangerous. Kevin Stefanski calling the plays that he called for Kirk Cousins and just the way he builds his, his play calling around your quarterback's strengths and tendencies, which Kevin Stefanski is probably going to do with Baker Mayfield. He call, he's a great caller, like Kyle Shanahan. And if Baker gets time in the pocket, boy, oh boy, is he going to be dangerous with his really good arm, good arm strength, very talented arm overall. his good accuracy. And he has... um. Really good targets to go to. Oil Beckham, Jarvis Landry, Rashard Higgins, and tight ends, David Njoku, and Austin Hooper. And he's a really good running game with Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. And I really think I really do think they're gonna improve. And I think Baker's gonna have a bounce back season. I think the Browns overalls and offense are is gonna improve. And actually gonna show what all the hype is about this year. So yeah, that'll wrap up this episode and this analysis of Baker Mayfield and me talking about my projections for the Browns this upcoming season and how they struggled this previous season and all of that. I hope you guys enjoy, and I will catch you on the next episode tomorrow. See you.